Are we ready? Yeah. Here we go. So loud. Sorry. No, that's okay. Every but time. I'm trying to think of my ugly and awkward moment already. Clear your throat. Here we Pressure. go. <laughs> Had to do it. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. This is episode five ninety four. <laughs> Every time you do it like that, it reminds me of that scene in um, The Wedding Planner where they are getting... Well, yeah, isn't that why we say it? And she's like, yes. Oh, it, but probably nobody knows why we do that, because we just know. When they're on the horseback riding trip and the mom goes, yeah, yeah. oh, and then the horse just takes off with J-Lo. Yeah. She's you like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Yeah, she's... I like that movie. I love that movie. It's... Those of us who can't wed, plan. <laughs> Jerry hates it. He's like, again? Yes, I'm like, it's again. It's on. It's on E. <laughs> I freaking... else on? Actually, last... Yesterday, we were, we were trying to... And we'll talk about it in a minute, but... Um, we were watching, trying to find something brainless to watch mm. after a very emotional day, and... Um, Made in Manhattan was on. I love that movie too. And I was trying, and I was on my phone, and I was just trying to ignore Made in Manhattan. I'm like, oh god, I'm feeling so warm and safe right now because I love this movie so much. It's so comforting. When oh, it's on. God, it was so comforting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, welcome to the Ugly Truth. I am Jamie. This is my sister Stephanie. Stephanie has, well, lives have collided for you. I know my worst nightmare. So true. please explain what has happened. I don't even know what's happening. Like I. <laughs> I have managed for no one to, no one very close to me at work for the most part mm-hmm. to know that I do a podcast. And why are you not? And I'm totally people? proud of my podcast. It's not like I, I, I'm not. Yes. Um, but, but <laughs> what's wrong with me? It does expose a slightly vulnerable side of me. Well, because we're very honest on the show. We're very honest on the show. Yes. You're my sister. We don't lie. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I act more of how I really am in my real life. Well, yeah, because it's me. Because I'm with you. Yes. Yeah. So this, I I just wonder, you know, I, I don't know that I want people to know that about me at work. <clears throat> the only time you ever really want to expose your real self is when you have their trust. Like right. if we have parties or gatherings, anyone who's invited to that. Yeah. They will know you. Right. Yes. Indeed. So we are inviting strangers into our world when we do this podcast every week, right. which I'm cool with. Well, actually, I'm fine with strangers. It's people I know. <laughs> it's like the strangers created, don't bother me. I've created a facade and I don't want anyone it's to see beyond of, it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's yes, true. It's true. So, so I how think did that's it happen? It. What happened? Honestly, I don't know. Well, who um, approached you? Someone well, must have said so something. A friend, a friend of mine who's out on leave right now, she listened to the podcast and she said she liked it, oh, that's and nice. which I thought was very sweet. If she's lying, thank you. No. I don't think so. But I was like, okay, you know what? It was inevitable that mm-hmm. at some point I have a lot of friends on Facebook and a lot of my friends on Facebook are workers, of coworkers or past coworkers. And so, um, and then someone else said some, like a, a week later, it was a totally different person. <laughs> I assumed that the first person who told me had hey, told Stephanie the second person because they know each other. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Sure. And so I was like, so who is going around telling everyone I have a podcast to my friend? And she's like, she didn't want to tell me. I'm what? like, okay, no, I don't know. If she didn't want to tell me if I just kept talking. It, it's probably the latter. I don't remember, but ultimately I didn't find out. She, I asked her if the person that had talked to me, if it was her and she's like, no. And I'm like, okay. like who's talking about so me? Clearly someone has found out about the podcast and people are talking to other people. Well, everyone knows me. Everyone listen. No, I don't even know. No, it, no, it's nothing groundbreaking no, that we're doing here. Of course, yeah, of course. So, um, and whenever you and I do the podcast, I always just feel like it's me and you. I know people listen, yeah. but I never think about that part of it. I don't either. Never. I just assume that people who listen are like, yeah, these guys are dorks, but they're funny, yeah. you know, whatever. So, so yeah. now are you being, so approached? now I just feel, no, I mean, not that I know of, but now I just feel like everybody's thinking something when they see me like, like oh, remember that you. time you were talking with your sister about this thing <laughs> and you're like, what? I am not kidding when I tell I, you that I completely, once we talk about it, unless it's a core childhood story, mm-hmm. I don't remember same. So when Daryl posts the show and he, you know, he chooses what the title will be and he describes the okay. show because he has to listen to it enough, you know, that he can come up with a little I'll read catchy it. phrase or yeah. something. Yeah, and I'll read it and go, "Oh yeah, that's right. We did talk about that." Yeah. I completely it just goes out the window because you and I can talk for like hours. Hour. Yeah. So it's actually very um 
Do you have to get it? No, I just, it gets me. I've been gone for, Jamie and I live 10 minutes apart. I've been gone for maybe 20 at yeah, the moment. And you're already getting it. And my phone is already starting to, it's like, really? <sighs> anyway, go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm yes. with you. I don't really um, focus a lot on the on what we talked about after it's over. No. I just, um, if I listen to it, then I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I remember. Mm-hmm. But if I don't listen to the show, yeah, it's, it goes right <laughs> out the brain. Like when it's over. I wonder, um, not to completely change this. Well, yeah, I'm, glad, change away. I'm glad you have a little fan base. That's lovely. Yeah, either fan or hate base. Although I will tell you this. When we first started doing the show, it was a little bluer. Bluer? Because uh, a little more, um, Paula was very, very open about sex. and Oh, yeah. So it was a yeah. It was a little. I don't even consider it open. <clears throat> Paula's just crude. Okay, so it's it was part a little, of her personality. She's it is always been that way, absolutely. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. So but, when I say it, I'm not saying it as a criticism. No, 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 no. Right? She's just but a very different. Totally okay, different. so uh, so what happens is, and it would happen if you and I were like this. You just start divulging information that you don't really necessarily think is really private because you're just like, oh yeah, da da da. Right. Well, Daryl is very proud of the podcast. And he tells everybody. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He thinks it's amazing. He goes, the fact that these two have not been discovered yet is is absolutely a crime. He thinks it's a crime. He goes, the right person's going to listen, and it's going to just take off. And I said, okay, well, I think that's... Well, he he doesn't have to, but he really believes it. Oh, no, that's so sweet, though. That's very sweet. It's kind of like... That scene in Selena where she's performing and the producer and her ready? dad, he goes, is she ready? He goes, she's ready, she's ready now. And that's yeah. how he feels. He's like, they're ready. It's time. You know, he's like our podcast parent. Oh God. He's just so proud. Anyway. So at the time in the earlier in the, in the early years, I would just start talking about our sex life or whatever. Uh. Totally forgetting that, you know, a, he's the producer. Well, not only that, but a lot of his coworkers listen. Oh God. Yes, right. So he was listening to one once, and he he goes, "My eyes got really wide," and I went, "I can't let this get out. I have to edit it." Did he? Oh yeah. Oh, He's God. like, "I can't let people know that you said that about me." I know, and it wasn't embarrassing. It was no, but very, it was just very honest, very private. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm sorry. So now I protect him yeah like i protect it i wouldn't say things that would be like right right so daryl was listening to your podcast or like yeah like if your mother if your mother was listening i don't know if what's worse your mother or like your boss for me it's probably somebody at work versus my own parent i will say this that my two adult children who also really love the podcast have told me actively they don't listen anymore because they don't they're like i don't want to hear about your sex life mother i'm like fine i i don't want you to hear about it but i'm not gonna censor myself no 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 but it's not for you and i've said that to our mom i've said it to other people i'm like the show's not for you you don't i don't want you to hear it right yeah you wouldn't get it right anyway it's like you can't sit with us well Well, the other thing is is i have to and i've said this before on the show i've said it many times that because of the kind of work i do i do have to be very careful about the content that i post on social social media media in general Mm -hmm. um so i of course i'm racking my brain like god (laughs) what have i said have i named anyone i'm like you don't i try i try not to but yeah and also we give daryl notes he knows what to pull if if we do get a little too thank god for dub oh OMG. If I just have to, and this is going to segue into my, our next segment. If anything were to happen to him, the show dies. <laughs> There's no way that we can we do this. No, I know. People, no people really underestimate how difficult it is to produce a show to make it sound so it's not completely horrible. It is. First of all, I told him, I'm it's like, I need to know how to edit because, you know, there was a time when he just was really having a hard time getting it done in time and stuff. And I said, no shade i should know how to edit my own show yeah i feel like it's important and he's like okay i'll show you and i'm like you know what i don't want to know how to do it <laughs> never mind it's it's hard and it's, it's not math. it's not just editing it's like just math and it's all I'm, i don't know how to upload a show it's not even i, no I mean i feel like editing is partially technical but it's also partially artistic because it you is. kind of had to know you have to have an ear for yes. what sounds good what would be funny Agreed. what's too much i mean yeah it's not just no i would no any old idiot could not do it it does take finesse (laughs) and i would be an old idiot i couldn't do it so yeah there's a reason why he's really passionate about it yeah thank you and And it's a lot of work you guys have put in a lot of work in the show over the years he's put in a lot of effort to make it sound better definitely 
So thank you. That's all we, you get. That's all you get. Yeah, no, we're not going to keep. Yeah, right. Moving on. No more <laughs> ego stroking for you, sir. Um. Anyway, he's so, got a huge smile on his face in his office right now as like, he's editing this. So funny. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, he does. Oh well. Anyway, segueing. <laughs> so I'm going to end this segment in a funny thing, though. So don't. Okay. It's not going to get too super serious. So <clears throat> this year, and I, these are premature losses of life. This is not old people you know i know that i'm not 30 anymore but it's not like jane fonda died well she was 92 (laughs) well it's still terrible exactly i remember her from barefoot in the park exactly yeah from 1962 it was just a minute ago you'll never know what it was like back then (laughs) i don't want to know what it's like back then we're living it right now by the way so anyway um (laughs) so uh i've had two very premature losses in in my friend world. Oh, in your friend world. Yes. Okay. Um, I had a friend who passed away the day before she turned 50 I remember. Um, from cancer. Very sad. She, and she was battling it for a few, a couple of years. Um, and it was very surprising. No one expected her to die so, yeah. so suddenly. So that was horrifying. And then my good friend, Tammy, who we were really good friends when the kids were in grade school. Ah. She decided to befriend me because I am not good at making friends. Really? You're kidding. I know. It's weird, I, I right? Know. I know. I can't relate. We used to just make the excuses like, well, we have our built-in friend group. Our sisters are our friend group. So we don't really need, we don't have that ache for, right. for friends outside of it. But as I've grown older, you know, you and I are really close friends, but you know. No one else. Hello? <laughs> I know. Anybody there? So the fact that I even have like a bestie at work is a miracle. I know. Which is why I'm like a needy chihuahua now that she's gone. I'm like, now I know what it feels like. I have no one. Now I know what it feels like to be a chihuahua. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so Tammy was not someone that I interacted with daily or anything anymore. We had kind of grown, you know, all our kids turned into adults. It happens. Jesus Christ, your life gets crazy when you have adult children. It's true. Yeah, you know, you have an adult child. So anyway, but we were indirectly always kind of stone, like we were just like touchstones. Like, yeah, I feel you. It was just one of those things where you didn't necessarily need to talk to each other every day and all the time, but you were just always, always like, it was like, we just had this thing. Like, I feel you, bro. So, and she's the reason why we're friends because when uh, our kids were in grade school, she either just, she saw something in me, I'm not sure, but she just literally glommed on to me. And she's like, you're going to be my friend. She used to drag me to freaking Bunko nights oh, when Bunko Lord. was a big thing. Yeah. All that she stuff. She made you do things that you would never normally do. I didn't do. want to do, but she's like, no, I make it cool. I make it cool. So like, right, do it. Fine. And she was hilarious. Her yeah. husband, Lou, her children, everybody was great. And I'm like, okay. So she died uh, in earlier like in at the end of september ish oh. october like not that long ago just a couple of weeks ago so she's a lot like us she mm. did not want a big to do she did not want a funeral what happened to her she had cancer oh. she had adrenal cancer which is incredibly rare by the way uh yeah i've never even heard of that exactly now your <laughs> adrenal glands are on top of your kidneys i believe not not a place you want to get cancer and what's worse is it's like those other weird, like pancreatic cancer, where you don't even know you have it until you're in stage four. Fuck. Oh my so God. her daughter was great because she did a tribute to her mom yesterday at this event that we went to. So when she was, she was terminal immediately. They said, look, you, you, you have maybe a year if you're lucky. Oh God. She made it like 10 months. Oh God. So anyway, um, I don't think I even have a tear left to shed by the way, because cried so I cried much. so much yesterday. But anyway, um, she said that's okay stage one's for pussies so because she she got checked out they're like well you have stage four adrenal cancer and we don't know what to tell you but there ain't no cure and da 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 so she passed away a little quicker than they expected well you can't know because they're like she was doing great and then just one day like that yeah it is just that way so she (laughs) and she said her daughter goes my mother's been planning her funeral her whole life Oh, because she's morbid, you know, right. I'm like, oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I do it all the time. Same. I've said I've had my plans for when I die forever. You I, know? I am worth a small fortune in life insurance right now. <laughs> oh, because so am we I. just had open enrollment at work and I'm <laughs> yes. like, well, you, you know, it, this could be the year and watch. I won't do it. And then something happens. And yes. then Jeff and Jerry are poor. Exactly. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. So yeah. I did it. Daryl and I are both worth a small what's, fortune. What's a se- what's seven dollars a paycheck? Nothing. I mean, come on. Not for the future of your family. It, it so, was just, just the no, the knowledge of it feels knowing good. they would be okay yeah. yes so she's like telling her husband i don't want a funeral 
And I, and he goes, well, what about a celebration of life? She goes, those are stupid. (laughs) And he's like, well, what do you want? He goes, how about a Palooza? Because you need to give people closure. You can't just drift off and that be done I'm telling you that happened to us. And it was, Mm -hmm. it was awful. To not have the closure. To not have anything. It was like, she didn't, she wasn't there. You just need something. People, I felt so empty like you know like just like it's like that's it was it? just like the next day and we just move on yeah it's weird right yeah. i mean there is some comfort actually in the fact that when someone dies life continues it, it, there is a comfort well, in that yeah and you know life's going to continue because yes. you've had other people in your life die of course. and i think as you get older you start to realize how that's part of the coldness of death it is is it's, that it's you know the finality of the it. person was there and, and you now knew them not. and now they're just not and you're just supposed to go on with your it's life like i'm just supposed to have breakfast now right it's weird so she's like all right fine you can have a palooza what's a palooza like a party we called it tammy palooza it was that's a celebration cute. of life they just put a different spin on it yeah so um it was yesterday from two to five so daryl first of all i didn't want to go because i'm like then i have to admit that she's dead and i hate it because i haven't seen her in a while so i'm like i can just pretend she's just floating out there but i'm not that person right. <laughs> so we no, went so we went and they're like, you can't wear black. You have to wear something celebratory. And I'm like, I literally only wear black in my life. All the time. I don't have anything Funerals celebratory. no. Yeah. <laughs> so I found um, a navy blue dress that there I thought, go. all right, this is as close to non-black as you're going to get. For me, yeah. So we show up and there is a line out the door. OMG. So we're waiting in line. It wasn't like at a church or something, was it? No, it was at a community center. They okay. rented a community center room and just. Okay. So we're waiting in line and. I, I am a fringe friend. I was not, I didn't, our kids didn't play soccer together. You know, I didn't work with oh. her, you know, so I'm somebody who I knew her very well, but you didn't I know didn't, all the people in her life. No. And the parties and gatherings, it had been a millennia since I'd been to one. Right. So I didn't, you know, so I'm waiting in line with Daryl. I'm like, look, we're not going to know anybody. I'm like, hopefully a couple of the elementary school moms that I remember will be there, but it's not like we're going to have a table or anything. No, you you're know? doing it for you. Uh, yes. And I wanted to see her family, yeah. frankly. And so we're waiting in line a half an hour later. We finally get in and it is just wall to wall people. Wow. It was amazing. That's and so, awesome. so uh, we everything sign everything. Oh my gosh. So we signed everything. We find a table with her coworkers because we don't really know anybody else. So we're just sitting there. There's a big slideshow going of her. And Ugh, those she are so hard. Loved Sangria because Mexico was her happy place. Oh, lovely. What's your happy place? Um, do you have a happy place? Is I it do. San Francisco? It probably is. Okay. I'm not going to lie. So they went to Mexico frequently. And all the pictures of her on the slideshow of her in Mexico, she looked like a different person. Yeah. She was radiant. She was like in her element. Oh my God. She loved it there. So it was a very Mexican themed event. Oh, that's cute. Um, You know, they, they had it catered by a local Mexican place and I guess sangria was her very, very favorite drink. She would have loved that. She probably planned it. That's the thing. Yeah, she probably did. So there was big big gallons of sangria it's always better than you think it's gonna be you know what i mean so So. she i and i was nervous i'm like i don't know what this is gonna be like i get anxiety in crowds period much less around death and stuff 100 so we i literally planted myself in the very front right in front of the slideshow like really close because i didn't want to be in the back yeah so we're sitting there and so daryl's like here have a sangria i'm like all right so i was drinking and he ran into a parent that recognized him from elementary school and she's like oh my god where's your wife la 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 he goes oh she's over there i'm just getting her a beverage and he goes she's like i just want you to know that when tammy was dying she was at home and she was dying she's like i went to visit her and i couldn't i had covid oh crap i know it sucked but it's okay yeah um she goes you know I'm dying. I wouldn't mind it if you snuck in a sangria for me. Like she wanted it. I don't understand people who deprive dying people of Well, she wasn't they being want. deprived, but it was more no, like but I could like have a hospital. cocktail. Yeah, right in the now. hospital and stuff, they're like, Oh, you know, you really shouldn't. You know, you shouldn't eat this. All the drugs that. that you're on. I'm like, you know who what? You're shit. going to be dead. Yeah, like, who cares very how soon. you do it? Who cares? Just let me have well, this. I don't think one sangria is gonna no. kill you. Give me a so break. anyway, he goes, Oh, that's cool. So he brought me a sangria, we're drinking it. I I drank the whole thing and then he got me another one, and then I'm watching the slideshow, and then I just well, Sob. add a little alcohol. I turned to him and I said, I cannot have any more alcohol. It will make you a hot, slobbering mess. I'm done. 
<laughs> like I'm done. I can't be that person. And I'm looking around, scanning the room, but I'm literally the only one crying. I, you know what? It's, I think we're, we're weird like that. It's like, no, because I it was went some to weird photo and I went, <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Well, I mean, I hated especially it. at large. So I went to a very large, I think when you're, when you're younger, yeah. you have a tendency more, I don't know what it is, but yeah. we lost a very dear client, um, about three years ago and mm-hmm. she was 40. Five, five, six. Very premature. Very, very young. She yes. had three young children and, and a husband. And it was a horrible situation yes. regardless, right? And and so um, I went to the funeral. It was my husband's client. So, But I knew her very, very of well. Course. We'd known her for 25 years. So... Um, and I we did sit kind of in the back because we I didn't have I didn't expect three hundred people. Europe it's it amazing, was huge. Yeah, I the people that are affected by one person to me it's honestly, just it's so lovely. It actually. was it was. So then we're sitting there, it's quiet, mm-hmm. and they're doing they did the slideshow thing. All of her friends went up and did eulogies. Oh, th- there was absolutely it was absolutely forbidden. Oh really? Oh yeah. She, well, he's all Tammy would absolutely fucking hate it. You're not. He goes share it amongst yourselves. Eulogize amongst oh, yourselves. Okay. There will be none of that. I don't here. know if this person had anything to do with her funeral or if she was just busy fighting cancer and dealing with the that of she was going to leave her family behind. Um, but so there was eulogy. But it was yeah. Yes. And so and those are heart wrenching. By it the way, can be. <laughs> they. I mean, some of them were really funny and of very course. touching. You of know, course. talking about her and her life and all of that. But I don't know what it was. But at some point, something either it was said or it was a photo or something, but mm-hmm. I couldn't stop. I was, lose, I just lost just, it. Like I was like that too. I think it was yes. more, so I felt bad because it's like kind of selfish of me because I, agree. I felt so selfish. I was like putting myself in her shoes. Like, yes. cause her and I were very close in age and yes. I, I was thinking like, if I were her watching my own funeral, like right now, would I, I like this? Th- it wasn't even that. It was just so <clears throat> devastating for her husband and her children. Yes. And seeing my children and my I husband agree. in that much pain. Same girl. I'm like, oh my same. God, this is what I would be doing to them if I died. Stephanie, I cannot believe we're in the same brain. It was the same. And that's thinking. why I was crying. Same. <laughs> I mean, I was sorry for her death and I was sad. It is sad. But the whole thing is just like, oh my it's, God. It was overwhelming. And so I saw, so I'm sitting there and I said, I can't have any more booze. I can't be this person. It's, I'm not even the, the, I'm a friend, but I'm not even like the thing. I'm like not her bestie no. or her. Yeah. And it's, it, I'm not trying to minimize my grief, no, but it was no. like, come on. You know, he goes, honey, yeah. you haven't had your moment yet. That's all. And I'm like, oh, it just doesn't feel right. So anyway, I got over myself. Got it together. And then uh, I went to go see her husband because I wanted to obviously give him a hug. And so I walked up and he's like, Tammy thinks that you and I were separated at birth. It was the first thing he said to me. And I'm like, what? (laughs) He goes, yeah. He goes, because we're like literally the same person. He goes, the same music, the same social thoughts, humor, everything. I'm like, that's really funny because I thought Tammy and I were separated at birth. (laughs) And and I go, because we were so goddamn dark and morbid. Right. And foul-mouthed. Oh, geez. So foul-mouthed. I would have loved her. Why did I not meet this person? Oh, because it was so long ago when we met. And so, um, anyway, so we talked for a minute. I go, this is great. Um, He goes, yeah, she didn't want anything. She wanted a party. If, 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 If she was required to agree to anything. As if she yeah. had any say in it. Right. It had to be like this. I said, awesome. So then uh, her daughter walked up to me and her daughter is somewhere between 27 and 30. I can't remember same when. our kids, yeah. Yeah, but it was about the same time period. That's how we met. Yeah. And she walks up to me. She goes, I know who you fucking are. And I'm like, <laughs> hi, Maddie. And she's like, come here. Give me a hug. I go, I can't believe you remembered me. She goes, of course I remembered you. And I'm like, oh my God, she's a teacher now. Aww. She, we talked and you know, we talked about how they rushed her wedding. So her mom could be there, all that stuff. And her, and I, oh she God. goes, well, I'm supposed to give a toast. That's the extent of the eulogies is we're right? allowed to toast. And I said, oh, okay, cool. And I go, well, I can't wait to hear it. She goes, if I can get through it, if I start crying, it's over. I'm not doing it. Yeah. I said, okay, well that's fair. And then she just started weeping. And I'm like, this is really hard. Yeah. Because basically they are putting on the strongest face they can to honor what she wanted. Yes. So then they do the toast. Everyone's crying, thank God, at this point. Finally, everyone's crying so that I can start to cry and feel okay. And not be the only one. Yeah. Yes. So it happened and it was difficult. And then I uh, saw her mother. Mm, Yeah, I know, right? And she goes, I know she's dead. And I said, Yeah. She, she is she goes but i just can't say was yet i'm like don't 
she's here, man. She right. goes, well, she's, she promised that she would haunt me. And I go, well, I believe you. See, and I, I believe even, her. I can't even talk about this stuff. It makes me want to cry. Holy shit. Anyway, so the reason that I'm bringing all this up is because I'm going to end it on a good note. So when she passed away, they said, hey, we want stories. We want sayings. We want anything that she did that made you laugh. We want to hear about it. Yeah. Because they want like a memory book of it for themselves, yeah. for their family. I know. And I said, oh, I got one. I got a good one. So I'm going to share it with you and then we'll move on. I think I've said this story on the show before, but it's been a really long time. So um, <laughs> I was telling this, this story to my daughter the other day. And I said, I was obviously very worried about submitting it because it's a little morbid and dark, but I know her and I know she wouldn't mind. So I said, I was PTA president for two years in <laughs> grade hilarious. school. And Mackenzie's like, wait, what you were? A... And I said, yeah. And it wasn't, it was not something I went for. Oh, I remember when you were going, Oh my God. I was in, I inherited it. And it, if I remember correctly, very it was, hell. It was re- I was reluctant. I didn't want to do it. You said everybody hated you. They did hate me. Super catty. It was awful. And then Tammy showed up. And she said, I said, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to pass it on to somebody. She's like, oh, no, we're going to do it, and it's going to be hilarious. And I said, all right, fine, (laughs) we'll do it. So there is a big um, kickoff to the school year festival. It's like the back-to-school fall festival. And and your daughter went, so you probably remember. Yeah. Anyway, it's like the first big event of the year. It's a PTA fundraiser slash get to know you kind of thing there's cotton candy there's hot dogs there's face painting there's cakewalk actually those don't sound as horrible the kids love them yeah the kids love them and nowadays they don't don't really do as much stuff like that anymore they don't because the parents aren't interested nor do they have the time really to dedicate well and there's so much political bullshit anymore it's like you can't even do the simplest of things without somebody putting a spin on it about something it's dumb so it was so they just avoid it altogether yeah so these these were really fun events for the kids absolutely look forward to it every year so we're doing it tammy and i are coordinating the whole thing there was a parent who had a lot of kids all under a certain age and they wanted to help and we're like okay cool i'm going she's like i'm gonna do cotton candy it's an incredibly popular booth. Every all the kids oh, want I the bet. cotton candy, and we'll make a ton of money. So she rented the stuff, was starting to set it up, and then she came up to me and she said, "And we we're literally in the middle, and it's like a hundred degrees because it's in September <sighs> in California." She walks up to me and she goes, um, "Apparently, there's some kind of emergency at my house, but I'll be right back. I'll be here before you know it." So what you had to run the cotton candy? So spot? Tammy goes, well, "I'll I'll cover cotton candy until you get back." She goes, "Okay, cool." So she leaves and never came back. <gasps> Who was this person? I'm not going to tell you. I can't out her. Oh. So. Um, Who does this? <laughs> right? And the thing is, is she was notoriously flaky. So it wasn't. But. That's why we got so heated. So throughout the entire event, I'm I'm running something and she's running. The t- and we turned and we were giving each other like that fucking bitch. I can't believe. Oh my God. Furious. We were absolutely heated. So then it ends. We, we did well. Was, but and it was her shit that she had rented, right? Everything. She's I like, I'm going to do this. So I said, so now we have to clean the whole thing up by ourselves. Oh, our husbands know. finally take our children home because we really need to wrap this up. We're the ones that have yeah. to lock up the school and all the right. things. You're responsible. Fucking PTA. So we get it all done and we we everybody went home, but we had our car. And I said, I'll take you home. She's like, okay, cool. I said... I think that we should take this cotton candy machine and dump it on her front porch and let her deal with the filthy cotton candy shit and make her deal with it. It's the least she can do. Right? So she's like, I agree. So we, we lock everything up. We put the cotton candy machine in the back of the truck. We're driving down the street. Now we all live within a couple of blocks of the school because it's a tiny little school. We're driving down the street, getting ready to turn on our street, and I'm getting adrenaline because I'm getting really angry. Yeah. And I go, someone better be fucking dead. Yeah, like somebody died. Like, and there must be something serious. And she goes, oh, God, yeah. So we turn the corner, and I shit you not, the entire street is full of emergency vehicles. Oh, crap. <laughs> a fire truck, a sheriff, an ambulance, a, a coroner. coroner. Oh, shit. And we both go, <gasps> And I pull over, I go, holy shit. I go, do you think it's their house? And she's like, I'm going to go find out. So she gets out of the car and she marches up. And she's like gone for like five minutes. And I'm like, oh, crap. So I'm sitting there going, nah, no way, no. 
So she comes back and she's deadpan. As she gets in the car and she turns to me and she goes, someone died. And I go, no. <laughs> what? She goes, her mother was found in the bathtub. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, my God. And we then started laughing hard. <laughs> crying, laughing. And I said, why are we laughing? This is horrible. This is awful. We are bad people. How dare yeah, us much. be so angry at this poor woman who's who just dead left her mother. mother's in the bathtub. She's probably still in there. And then Tammy goes, I told them I'd take care of the cotton candy machine. <laughs> How kind of you. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's nice. I'm like, you're so kind. She's like, oh, my God. She's like, we're going to pay for this. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so I, And I funny. remember distinctly driving back to take her home. I distinctly going, we have to do something to improve our, our karma. We cannot leave it like this. We took the cotton candy machine. I go, we can't manifest You could have just walked shit. up and been like, hello, sorry. <laughs> I hate we to intrude, but here. So we uh, went to 7-Eleven, bought two beers, opened them, and glugged them in the car. And I said, here's to her mother. May she rest in peace. And then we spent far too much PTA money on arrangements and food and anything we could to because... To make up for your... At the end of the day... We are both incredibly generous and we would never want to make her feel like shit. And that was who she was. Horrible, dark, morbid, foul-mouthed woman. And yet would give her left kidney, well, she kind of did, to (laughs) anyone. And so that's who she was. And so- that's sweet. Lou came up to me and he said, I read what you wrote about Tammy in the- the story. the story. It was like- after she, he said we were separated at birth. And I said, you did. And Daryl's standing there and he's going, oh my God. <laughs> and I said, did you laugh? And he goes, hysterical. Oh. And I said, thank God. I go, because I know Tammy would have loved it yeah. that, I, that I submitted that. I go, but I didn't know, given what we're dealing right. with, if death was on the table for humor. And he for goes, sure. oh yeah. And I said, okay, great. Yeah, that's so sorry for your loss. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> but anyway, yes, it's devastating. And I told Daryl, I said, you know, selfishly speaking, I can't afford to have any more friends die. Right. I don't got that many. I know, huh? You know? And I go, so, you know, keep keep up on your scans and your mammograms, folks, because I, I don't have enough friends for them to keep dying. Would, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> that's just the thing that sucks about getting <clears throat> to our age, you know? These are so premature. No, I, I agree mean, they're premature, but, but everybody yeah, it has does people happen. who die prematurely. It I does mean, happen. I am not kidding. Anyway, so my eyes are fucking slits today. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I woke up. It was funny. Daryl came upstairs last night, and he and I lay kind of diagonal when he's not around because it's way more comfy to me. And he came in, and he's like, I touched your hand. I touched your arm. I rubbed your hair, and you did not move. He goes, you know what? She's had a day. <laughs> I'm right? just going to sit on the floor and wait for her to move. <laughs> Aww. It was nice of him. But anyway, I woke up this morning going, okay, I've had my moment. She would be pissed if I continued. To be sad. Ah, she would hate it. And so, you know, and her daughter, who was drunk at this point, she's like, you want to come to Thanksgiving? And I'm like, do you want me to come to Thanksgiving? She's like, well, you're, you're, you were separated at birth from my father, your family now. So you should come. And I'm like, okay. We all say things when we're of grieving course. and drunk. I think it was sweet. It was very, very sweet. Anyway, safe home to you, Miss Tammy. Yeah. You crazy girl. Anyway, moving on to something else. Uh, the Sister Wives is getting the tea. Girl. Is it? Uh, Holy I'm behind. shit. Okay. You don't even need to watch Sister Wives anymore. You can literally watch the recaps on TikTok and know yeah. exactly what's going on. I have on. watched a few. I prefer it because, frankly... Cody reminds me so much of our dad. I really struggle. Such a selfish bastard. I just really struggle with it. I re- struggle with his manipulative tricks, his meanness, his offensive behavior. It's very difficult. Yeah. And the fact that- He's such a narcissist. The most of his adult children don't have any kind of relationship with him. Yeah. And he thinks it's their problem. Right. I struggle. Yeah. I struggle. And so I'm like, I would rather just see the- the the climactic areas yeah. i'd like to rather see the drama than the in-between shit yeah so yeah. tiktok's great for that yeah i love TikTok, and then i'm God. also on the reddit for the sister wives reddits which i personally love um anyway so 
they're really stretching out Christine oh, leaving. God. It's getting ridiculous. Just make I less mean, episodes. That's for why, God's sake. right? That's why I have. Like, like, I haven't even watched the last two episodes. I deleted and I'm pretty four sure. of them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's all still Christine. It's all of them still sitting outside on the porch. It's like nothing. Nothing else is going going well, on. Well, and Janelle and her RV. I imagine that's <sighs> you know still a hot topic. Janelle moving on to an RV. The reason that she did that, and she even admitted this, she goes, I moved on to the RV, I moved the RV onto Coyote Pass because I was trying to motivate Cody to moving forward in building. What we came here to do. The whole point Four of years it. ago, yeah. That's never going to happen. They're never building on Coyote Pass. They're going to sell that shit, and they're going to probably add utilities, and then they're going to get their money out of it and move on. I, yeah. There's no way that they're building on that property. Not now. No. I mean, their their whole fa- their whole family. It's all bullshit. There is no family. No. There's one family. Robin and Cody. Robin, Cody, and her children. Yeah. Who are being who live in a bubble? Who are all adults yeah. but won't leave the home? Um, and then everybody else. Right. So. Uh, the thing that's the tea, though, is that Gwendolyn, who is Christine's daughter, she right. is, I believe, like 21, maybe 22. She has started a Patreon. What's and a Patreon? It is a, it's, you pay to see social media activity on this website. Oh, videos you can do some one-on-one if you pay a lot you can they'll do a one-on-one with you so it's like only fans but just for regular patreon stuff. is the og only fans with no sex right okay a lot of celebrities do it a lot of podcasts do it actually where they go if you sign up for our patreon you'll get access to unedited footage gotcha. or whatever so she's spilling the tea hardcore oh cool it's amazing yeah <laughs> so they're like well like perfect well now everybody's respecting it so they're not posting any of her stuff anymore they're like if you really want to read it give her the two bucks yeah, it's yeah. only two dollars or five or whatever right, you want right, to pay right, right and just read her tea and then you can talk about it so yeah. <clears throat> but the stuff that she spilled so far is um and this was all on like she did not go by anybody she just started vomiting up yeah. info which is amazing and so <laughs> She didn't we realize how many people would want to know about her oh, life. Come on. So she started it like a $2 entry fee. And within 20 minutes, she had 500 Patreon followers. Oh, lovely. And then, so she's like, well, shit, I better up it because, yeah. so she upped it to like seven fifty or something. Now there's levels. It's like two, five, seven fifty, and I think $10 still very low. And she has like a thousand, like it's like a well over a thousand, a bunch. Yeah. She's going to make so much goddamn money and she should, by the way. So the one, but no one's protecting Cody anymore. No, but she's got to think of her siblings and her mom and stuff like that. So anyway, she confirmed some things. Everybody hates Robin. Yes. (laughs) And she paid up all the COVID rules. She did. Oh yes. It's up to her. She's the one that did the whole COVID thing. She's such a see you next Tuesday. Apparently. In some form or fashion, Robin still works on my sister wife's closet. Oh. And she makes her daughters do all the work. Yeah. And so we're, everybody's like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Like, it's, the website's defunct. Yeah. There's, it keeps saying, you know, uh, coming soon, you know, you know, wait or whatever. And I'm like, they're still working on my sister wife's closet. It's been years. Years. And they're still building this thing? Like, what's going on? Is it a school project? I don't understand. They still have a nanny and Cody does not talk to most of them anymore. Most of who? The kids, his kids. Oh yeah. No, that I'm not. And if you saw the video, if you saw any photos of when um, Logan got married, Mm -hmm. Logan is the oldest of all the Brown children. Yes. Cody and Robin sat completely on a different side of all the other old wives. Logan is Janelle and his daughter. Yes. Son, excuse me. So Janelle and Cody did not sit next to each other, which is very unusual because they did you know, they're, they were on good terms for the most part, but Janelle recently, she's like, I don't know who this guy is, but he's not the guy Yeah, anymore. She's like, I don't know who this patriarchal fool is, right? but this is not what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. And so someone goes, is Janelle still with Cody? And she's like, no. And she goes, well, wait, because she's thinking, fuck, there's storylines, storylines, filming, the show. there's yeah. all this stuff. We need another season. They've got two seasons coming. Oh, for real? I'm like, what are they going to film? Like, what is there to say? Maybe the demise of the rest of the wives one season at a time. Except for Mary, who's still hanging on like a fucking She's piece a of moron. Poo. 
God, she's so she's like the crap on the bottom of the shoe that cannot get rinsed off without a hose. I'm serious. Like I she's can't with literally her. he literally is like, I don't give a shit what she does. I hope she gets married. And she's like, I'm not going anywhere. She's so like stupid, I like, know. What is wrong with you? And then posting all of this, you know, self-affirming shit on Instagram. By the way, I got blocked by her. For real? Yes. Just from the show? From our podcast I, or from did you did you comment? I think it was a lot. First of all, it was like a year or so ago. I think I posted a clip because, you know, I post podcast clips. Yes. And I said something about Sister Wives and Mary and all that stuff. And I was blocked immediately. So you didn't post it on her stuff. No, no, no. You posted it on Ugly Truth. Yes. But I think I hashtag Sister Wives and Mary. Well, at least she looked. She probably went, how dare you call me this or whatever. I, I don't even know what I said about her. It's just so difficult. It's difficult to see, frankly, a woman... Do I this. couldn't agree more. Like, I don't care. If you want to say, I will always love Cody, I don't want to let it go. Obviously, I have to, but I don't see myself getting married again right. because I just really crave the relationship I had with him, but I am moving on. I would respect it to the ground. S- totally. 100%. If any woman said that, I right. would respect it. But that's not what she's doing. No. Well, I want to still work on a relationship. And it's like, you sound so fucking dumb. And so um, pathetic. Why aren't your like friends? Like, have some dignity. What kind of friend? Because is- the only friends she has are friends who want to know her because she has a show. Well, she has that one friend who she considers a really good, like, her real friend. And I'm like, why isn't your real friend saying, what are you doing? Oh, the friend that she does the Friday. She, fuck, no. Because if Jen was a friend, She'd be like, Jen would be it. keeping it real. I would hope so. Yeah. I would do it. I would. Look, my bestie and I have talked, we, we both have agreed, like, look, if you do something stupid mm-hmm. or you're embracing something that's wrong for you, I'm not going to yeah. judge you for it. Okay. I won't. I might say something about it because well, I love yeah. you and I want yes. what's best for you. Yes. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to be the one because we've said this over and over again. No one can make you feel more like shit than you can make yourself feel like. Right? 100%. Like yep. if I feel bad about something that's going on in my life, like mm-hmm. a choice that I'm making or mm-hmm. something. No one can say anything worse than what I've already told myself. We're very self-aware. Extremely. It yes. doesn't mean I'm going to change what I'm doing. No, but I, I, I know I feel bad the, about it. <laughs> but I still feel bad about it. So, sure. so yeah, to have a friend or a family member or somebody say something to you, like, mm-hmm. as if you don't already know that yes. you're doing something wrong, you know? So maybe she's that friend, but maybe. I don't know. You know, uh, being a ride or die doesn't mean that you're just blindly no. supporting their foolishness. See, that's not, you're not being a good friend when and you do And on that. social media. Like, oh. I don't like people yes. who use social media as some kind of disguise for what we all know is not true. <laughs> At some point, you're just going to have to let it go, girl. Yeah. I don't understand it. It's now it's not even. Well, and he humiliates her. Here's the other. And this is the reason why it's gotten to me (laughs) is even worse. Oh, it doesn't matter. Here's here's the problem is that Gwendolyn also said she goes, nothing is scripted. Everything is legitimate. Nothing is scripted. They now the things that would you could consider scripted would be like, oh, we sent them on a vacation or whatever. But they don't even do that with these guys. Not though. anymore. They used to. They used to go on a big vacation every year. They went to Hawaii. They went to Alaska. That's right, yeah. They did. Uh, you know, Cody. I wonder took, if they don't do it because they're like, like we're not putting that much money in your show anymore, or if they just don't well, want to go took, with each other. <clears throat> I don't remember when it was. It was probably like four or five years ago, and maybe longer. They were going to cancel Sister Wives. Yeah. Oh, and, I fully expected And Cody it to be was canceled. all, no, we'll take a pay cut. And they're like, all right. So they took a pay cut and they continued the show. Now it's getting paid. They're paying off in spades now because everybody's loving to watch the demise, the of, demise polygamy of the wives. Yeah. Because polygamy yeah. is bullshit. It is. <laughs> and I don't want to hear, oh, it's fine. If you're, if everyone's consenting, I'm like, fine. Then it's polyamory and it's not polygamy because yeah. don't have fucking kids. Yeah. You know, and I've said this before, not on the show maybe, but it's like Christine is a very, I'm, I celebrate her leaving a cult. Same. And that's what it is. It, at the end of the day, this religious polygamous sect is a cult. Yeah. And it's bad for women and children. Yeah. Period. And I don't give a fuck about that. You know, it's like you want to be religiously free and you want to practice your religion fine but do not bring kids into the mix don't do it yeah no, kids with no choice yeah because now you're you're putting them in a yeah. position to be either brainwashed or have to run away literally run which away. is what they're all doing yes and so you know and there's always an argument well all religion is a cult my like, god oh, i don't want to talk about that i'm talking about polygamy right now yeah That's- well polygamy and you know all of the wives mostly christine now that she's yes. out of it 
she's like, look, everybody says, you know, wants to say like jealousy is not a thing. She's like, jealousy is totally a thing. It's the thing. It is the thing. Yes. Right. It is the yes. thing. And it is, it is, it is toxic and it, it will eat you alive. It's yeah. like a cancer. I mean, I have been in relationships where you shouldn't feel, je- you shouldn't have to feel jealous. Right. I mean, a no. little bit of jealousy is normal. Um, <laughs> yes. right. Yeah. Right. But if you oh, are yeah. feeling so, ins- you are so insecure, insecure, yeah. or you are so jealous all of the time that it's literally eating you alive. And that is your husband's problem, yes. not yours, because he's making you feel that way. Usually. <clears throat> Usually. Yes. Well, right? for example, um, that just reminds me, I was going to tell you this. So, um, last week when the Raiders humiliated us once again, <laughs> Daryl and I had you ready to go. for some more humiliation today. I'm I I wish I was I a little wait. more self. I wish I just was more into self harm because then I would just be glued to the television all the entire well, game. Well, I'm not gonna lie. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to come home early because it's like as much the as games at one. It's like being a crackhead. It's like look, I know that crack rock is coming at <laughs> somebody. Noon. Somebody posted today. They're like, "How are we all feeling, Ready, Raider Nation?" I go, "I feel like I'm on my way to get a pap smear." Give me a break. Same. It's like a necessary, horrible. It's thing. Like I have to go, but I really and if I don't, I know I'll, I don't want to hear Raider Nation. How are you feeling? <laughs> Fuck you. That's, That's how, how we're I'm feeling. feeling. <laughs> God. So the I other- went to a meeting. I'm wearing my Raiders hoodie. You guys can't see me. Oh yeah. I went to a meeting with my Raiders hoodie on on my day off last week again i love working on my day off <laughs> and i walked in and one of the first things that was said to me was like oh hey nice hoodie i heard they're, they're giving those away for free <gasps> fuck i was you. like oh, don't you dare how no because, dare because i talk so much smack this is what i get i know oh well my team is so in the tank. sunday was horrible so daryl and i had to go to the stores and we had to drop off our ballot so we it's like I don't know, four thirty, five o'clock in the afternoon. And I have an attitude because I'm pissed that the Raiders lost. Yeah. Again, I'm furious that this coach is still employed. Me too. I'm losing my goddamn mind. And if you come out with one more press conference or one more press release. We just have to coach about better. Just keep it. Shut up. Fire him. You know what? He had the audacity. I'm getting angry now because I finished aud- my mimosa. I'm like, ah. I know. I'm halfway there. The audacity. <laughs> he said, hey, teams lose games. I'm like, oh. We're like seven and two or something. We're two and seven. <laughs> I mean, that's what I meant. Or two and five. I don't even know anymore. Two and I, six. It's no. horrifying. Anyway, Let's we're in the store and I have, I'm in all black. I'm in my Raiders gear and I'm walking around with an attitude. And did you have a sickle on your, in your iron, in your hand? No, but I probably could have, I could have appeared like, as I'm if I had one. I was furious. <laughs> so I'm walking through with an attitude and you know, men are so fucking dumb. <laughs> they are attracted to it. They're attracted to women with bad attitudes. Okay. I don't know why. Dumb. But they are. So I'm walking around and Daryl and I are it's walking around day. living our life. And multiple men, literally, I'm standing at the deli counter and Daryl's waiting in line and I'm looking at what, what turkey I want to get. And a man literally walks up to me, approaches me. He goes, look at all the meat. And I'm all, yeah. Was he trying to be funny? No, he was flirting. And I'm like, yeah, but, and I didn't see Daryl. I didn't know where he was. Because he said he was going to grab something. And so I'm standing there trying to decide what to tell him to get. Because I was going to run and get some other stuff while he's getting the deli shit. Right. So I'm oblivious. I never look at men anywhere. I know. So he goes, yeah, look at all the meat. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, that's that's the meat. <laughs> and then I thought, I, maybe he didn't say that. So I turned and I looked at him again. I said, <laughs> and I go, what did you say? <laughs> He goes, yeah, it's me. And I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like, okay. So I turn and I start walking oh away. God. And Daryl's like, we're so, we're so awkward though, right? Yes. It was bad. I mean, the fact that you repeated it. It was like, wait. Multiple times, Stephanie. <laughs> and so I'm like, I walk away and I didn't know Daryl was standing oh there. God. He watched the entire thing happen. Why didn't he come over and intercede? Because he was like, I was giving him death stares. I'm like, why? Oh, that works. I go, why? I go, he was this humongous Russian. I'm like, what were you going to do? <laughs> and so I go. And, and then did I look interested, by the way? Like, ooh. Yeah. So I walk away and he's staring at me. What like, a line that guy threw on you. <laughs> so Daryl's just giving me the look. I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm going to go get some cheese. I'll be right back. <laughs> I've had like, enough meat. <laughs> he goes, two 
he goes, two to three men approached you in the grocery store. I'm like, yeah. And I go, well, we're together, obviously. It's not like, <laughs> but every time you wandered off. And he goes, this is why I need to accompany you. Where I'm like, shut oh, up. Oh, shut up. God, grocery stores are a Petri dish of getting hit on. It is so true. I don't know why. I don't either. So then I walk. So then they moved where to drop off your ballot. Um, where we oh. live. So I'm like, oh, the, it's still open. Let's just walk in there and I'll just drop it off. And he goes, okay. So I go, just park. I'll just run in and do it really fast. He goes, all right. So I run in and I drop it off and the guy stops me and he goes, the same guy. No, no, no. This was, was a like, different man. Guy? No, it was like the manager of this store. And he goes, wow, you, you're really wearing that in public, huh? Cause I was wearing my Raider hoodie. Right. And I said to the ground fool, I would have been like, oh, you're wearing that face in public. And he goes, well, let me digress. I am a Raider Nation. And I'm in Then why would you I'm in the Raider Nation? And I said, Oh, I said, So you're pissed too? He goes, Oh yeah. And he was and then I looked at him and he was wearing a white Nike like shirt okay. and then a black Nike hat. It just wasn't Raider because he was working. Okay, fine. And I said, Ah, so we were talking about it and he had some good takes and I had some interesting takes on why the Raiders suck. And, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Far too much conversation for Daryl's preference. And we're, and we're being animated because we're kind of debating about it. And I say, he goes, all right. He goes, well, peace, Raider Nation for life. And I'm like, black and silver forever. And so I walk <laughs> out and I walk into the truck and he goes, did you know him? And I said, no. And he goes, well, what was happening in there? Were you arguing about the balance? You were like, he goes, were you arguing about the balance? And I'm like, no. He we just were... lied and said, yes. He was and being I... a total dick, and I had to put him in his place. <laughs> I said, no, we were talking Let's about go. the Raider. He was a Raider fan. And we were. he said, oh, I can't believe you're wearing that in public. And I'm like, excuse you? And so then we started talking. He's like, what is in the air today? And I go, I'm adorable. Right? Like, how hard is that to figure out? And he's like, oh. Like, you think you're the only one that notices this? And he flips into reverse. He's like, let's go home. (laughs) And I'm like, I have to be honest with you. It's been a really long time since I've had that much male attention outside of the house. I mean, frankly. It was an aura you were having that day. I definitely was giving off something. Ah. I'm like, I got to bottle that. Yeah, the pheromones that I'm perceiving to have today. Anyway, do you have an ugly and awkward moment uh god um do you have one i do have one okay you even start- though I, even though i did tell you an awkward moment i do have an awkward okay moment. So t- tell away god you guys must think like she never has an awkward moment no you just but i have so many i just don't yeah you can't help it i mean you can't help it plus you had been sick and stuff no i do have one. <clears throat> okay so this is a weird awkward moment but it's okay so i am a nerd <clears throat> I do play World of Warcraft, and there's nothing going on right now because a new expansion of our game is coming in a couple of weeks. Uh-huh. And so because we're all kind of really friendly with each other, and this is an adult guild, everybody's yeah. kind of in the same age range, we thought it'd be fun to do what we call a game night. So for the last, I don't know, eight or nine months, every couple of weeks, we meet up online in Discord, and we pick a game that we can play together online. So we play like... Sound like my son. Drawing games or, you know, online golf or there's among us whatever the choice ends up being right so among us is the game that everybody really likes because two people are murderers and then everybody else is trying to complete their tasks before the murderers can kill everybody yes my son plays this game fucking love it yeah it's so fun it's fun i got better at being a murderer so now i enjoy it yeah because i like to murder people it's really fun and by the way apparently daryl's like aren't they called imposters i'm like oh yeah well i call them murderers but anyway right So we're playing a game and it's down to me, one other guy, and these two women. And this one woman is every, you can, as a, as a murderer, you can actually, um, mess stuff up. So you have to go fix it or you can't win. And so everything keeps getting messed up. And so I'm running around trying to fix everything, not realizing there's only four of us left. So I run up. And this one other girl, she's helping me and we're because you need two people to fix it. So we're fixing it. And then I realized right then and there, because she helped me fix something twice. And I'm like, oh, I know who the murderer is. It's her, right? No, it's the other girl who's been messing everything up, messing everything up and doing quote unquote tasks. And so I'm like, she's trying to get one of us. She's probably following Cheeto, who's the dude. And the two of us are just fixing everything. And she just hasn't found us yet. So I hit the emergency meeting button. Mm-hmm. And I said, I know who it is. <clears throat> now, everyone else is dead, and they can hear, and they can chat with each other. But and, they can't play. But they can't play or talk. So it's only the three of us, because when I hit the emergency button, I find out that 
the guy who was with us is now murdered. Okay. So now it's just me and these two women. And I'm like, I know who the murderer is. I, Stephanie, I am as confident as I am a female. Uh-huh. Like I know who it is. And so I said, it's, it's simply her. And she goes by simply, I go, it's simply. And she goes, I'm just trying to do my fucking tasks. And I go, no, I go, you have been sabotaging everything and me and faith are fixing everything because you just simply refuse to assist with things like this. And I wasn't being serious. Like I was being a, like, yeah, I was playing the game. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to solve the mystery. I get it. And she's like, it's not me. And I go, yes, it is. Voted her off. It was fucking faith <gasps> the whole time. And she goes, she goes, I felt really bad too, because I was trying to gain your trust. Uh. Because you had already called me out in the very beginning that she I was, was the murderer. Right. She and I got was, you. I, I had never felt so dumb in my whole life. Did you log off? No, but I was just like, simply, I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like I, I was so showboating too. And that's when we get our awkward moments. Right. When we get a little too cocky. Like, this is what you deserve. Stephanie, I've been thinking about it every day oh, since it God. happened. And I'm like, I think she hates me now. I'm pretty sure. No. Because the next game we played, she murdered me immediately. <laughs> well, that was just payback. That's exactly it. I'm like, she's I, over it. I'm like, I deserve that so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like such oh, a schmo. God. I'm like, I feel like a schmo. And they're like, what's a schmo? I'm like, never mind. It's just making it worse. So I, <laughs> we had to move, um, at my work, we sit in units. So like we sit in bunches, bunches mm-hmm. of eight and we all have the same supervisor. I've been in the same unit for seven years yes. and we have been in the same spot in the office. We work out for five. Mm-hmm. So we were very comfortable in our little spot. Well, management decided they wanted our seats for another purpose. And so they've decided to move us to another part of the building. All right. It's always kind of uncomfortable when you have to do that because you get used to sitting where you're sitting. Of course. No one likes change. No, but when you're a government employee, you are literally just a body in a seat. So you get used to that. So we moved and it was quite the undertaking. And one of the things we get to do when we move is we get to bid by seniority to the new section that you're moving. So you can pick your actual seat, like what your cubicle, what cubicle you want. And you start with the most senior and then the least senior person is the last to choose. Right. So I am second senior in my unit now because uh-huh. I've been there so, so fucking long, <laughs> which is embarrassing. No, it's not. Yes, it is. But, um, well, if you work there, you know, if you know, you know, <laughs> because you, if you haven't promoted or moved oh, out by now and you're it. still doing the same job, everyone's like, what the hell are you doing? You've been there 10 years. Understood. Like, so, okay. So, um, we did this, um, we, we had it all worked out to where my unit's very close. We're all really good friends. And so we literally had a map, a seating chart, and we all looked on it and we're like, okay, this is how everybody has to bid so we can sit with who we want to sit. We had to work it out because I'm second senior. So I knew, okay, I'm going to pick this one. And that means when I, when, when it comes your turn, you're going to pick this seat. So everybody had to agree on where we were going to sit. Oh boy. Well, there's one <clears throat> person in the unit who didn't want to be a team player, but she had less seniority than me. Okay. So I could have been a total Bitch. see you next Tuesday. Yes, yes. And been like, fuck you. I'm picking where I want. Now you deal with it. But I, sure. I'm not that person. No, I'm not either. I wanted to be, I really <laughs> did. I, did. Like, I just want to pull rank once. I did. And yeah. everyone, and even a friend of mine was like, that would be a really dick move to do. And I'm like, you're right. Ah, so my conscience got the better of me. Well, at the end of the day, this person screwed up everything at the very last minute oh man we had all been that a couple of people had been on vacation and came back the morning of they're like what the hell is this thing yes they had to very quickly decide we were telling them what the plan was Mm -hmm. we were like we we assumed everybody would be on board um nobody was getting a shitty end of the stick like even the people who weren't there were like look we hooked you up like the seats you're gonna have is still next to your friend and you'll still have the good side and blah blah but this person didn't want to play along. Totally threw a wrench in the fan. And we had... Why can't they just be outranked or out... Uh, they could have been, but it, it would have been it. me. Oh. I would have been the one to have to say, I know what you want, but I'm not giving it to you because I, I'm senior. So I couldn't I couldn't do it. No. Nope. So they, the, the person who's going to do the seat selecting for management is calling us at 8.15. It's like 8.14. Oh, no. And we're all like trying to figure out, okay, everything's fucked up now. Like, how, how are we doing? So they call me and I'm like, I, uh, uh, I was like, <laughs> I'll pick that one. So oh, I just gosh. willy-nilly picked a seat. I literally picked the seat right outside my boss's office. The one that hates you? The one that hates me. Oh, no. In his direct line of sight. Why did you do that? I freaked out. 
Oh no. It was, I got Is awkward. It too late? It's too late. Fuck. So now you, to say, now you have to get promoted. <laughs> you gotta oh get out. Oh my God. So I literally built a wall. I took, I took a, um, like a cork board. Perfect. And I taped it up so he can't see me, but I'm like, why do I have to be so awkward? Like, I just can't You picked do- the, you like, you indirectly picked I, the thing. Honestly. And then after I did it, I was like, why? Why? <gasps> no. I'm like, God, Stephanie, what is wrong with you? Like, I just made my life hell. Yay. I'm like, <laughs> it's like I do self-sabotage all the time. You were super too, you were way too nice. I know. Way too nice. And, and now I have resentment. Of course. Right? So now I'm, I'm mad. Now you're like, I need to get out of here. Kind over of. it. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's the show for today. We've covered a lot of ground. And uh, congratulations to the uh, to the the group that is now fan fanboying my sister. I think it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you're a little quick. If, if someone walks up to you, excuse me, may I have your autograph? <laughs> well, my one friend, my really good friend, she did say, you know, she's like, maybe you'll get famous and then you can quit this shit job we have Aww. and you can live your best life. Well, and that would be nice. I don't foresee that. I laughed. I laughed. I go, that's not going to happen. But yeah, you know, thanks for the well wishes. So sweet. Anyway, well, if you want to support us, you can buy some merch or you can, you know, yeah, share the show, give anything. us a ring, anything. Oh, Producer Dub is in with a refill for our mimosas. Thank you, Producer Dub. She's not even drinking hers. Mine's long gone. Because I'll be honest, I didn't want to start crying. So I had to wait. (laughs) But now that we're done talking about my friend, I can now now I can glug it down. All right, everyone. Bye.